Hey, 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 what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Back At You with Brandon. I'm your host, Brandon. It's been a minute. Not really. It's really, I think, only been a week. Let me see. When was the last time I released an episode? Um, February 9th. And what is it, the 20th? Okay, a little over a week. But, um, yeah, so I started my new job this week. And I gotta say... I've never felt more exhausted, I think, in my life. And if that sounds dramatic, it's because it is dramatic. Um, But I don't know. You know, I've been used to working from home for the past couple years, ever since COVID started. And even before when I went in the office, I, like, didn't have to get up too insanely early because my job was relatively close. Like, without traffic, it was only, like, 15, 20 minutes away. And, like, with traffic, maybe add another 10, 15 minutes. But overall, nothing really all that crazy. So, like, I got to kind of sleep in. And, um, I've been waking up now at, like, 6.30 a.m., which, for me, is early. And it's shockingly become very easy, but just waking up at that time, and then I leave my house, I try to by, like, 7.30, and then I get to my job, which is a bit further, by, like, 8.30 latest, maybe a few minutes after. It really depends on traffic and everything. But I've just been so tired. Like, I get home and I'm just exhausted from, like, waking up and working all day. And, you know, I'm just not used to it. I realized I was like, I really had it pretty easy with my job working from home. Maybe I should have stayed. Just kidding. They didn't pay me shit. And I love this new company so much more. The first week, I gotta say, was great. There was a moment in the beginning where I was just like... I don't know. Again, I think it was just different, like, being back in an office environment and, like, getting to know new people and, like, a new job. And I just kind of had, like, an internal freak out, like, what am I doing? But it worked out and, like, the rest of the week went great. I really like my coworkers. I really like my job. I even got my first paycheck this week because I lucked out and the pay period or, like, the week you get paid ended up being my first week. So I got paid for, like, one week when you usually get paid bi-weekly for two weeks. So I got that. And on top of that, I got my final paycheck from my other company. So I'm swimming in cash right now. And it's great. I wish all my paychecks were just the combination of those two paychecks. But it's not. But seeing just one week's paycheck compared to my other jobs, like two-week paycheck, I'm like, okay, I made the right choice. Enough about all that, though. Um, You know, again, I love my job, like I said, but I have to say, I think the hardest part is the commute. And I don't mind as much the driving in the morning. I actually kind of like it, even when the traffic's a little eh. I don't know. It's just, like, a good time to, like, just be to myself, drive, drink my coffee, listen to a podcast or like a radio show, something like that. Really just like decompress and like, so that way, like when I leave my house, it's not like I'm right at my job and there's really no like in between time. Like this gives me a moment to kind of like reflect and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do today or just not even think at all, honestly, and just mindlessly listen to whatever I'm listening to and chug coffee, which who am I kidding? That's pretty much what I'm doing. But so I enjoy that. The bad part is the coming home because rush hour just sucks. 
it always takes longer. Like, I try to even leave a little later in the day, and there's still just, like, a lot of traffic, and it's just very annoying. But then something happened on Friday. So, you know, I got through the whole week commuting to my job and, like, getting up early and getting in the swing of things, starting my new job, and I was feeling good. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go home. It's a Friday. I'm just gonna relax. Like, there was shockingly a lot of traffic in the afternoon on Friday, and I say shockingly because although there's a lot of traffic in the afternoon, like I just said in general, it was, like, on Friday on the way to work, there wasn't much traffic because, I don't know, I guess people take... Friday as, like, a day off or a day to not go into the office. I don't know, but there was virtually, like, no traffic on the way to work on Friday, so that was nice. So I was like, okay, the way back from work shouldn't be as bad. It was kind of worse, but I was like, whatever, it's Friday. You know, I get on the expressway, and it's the final expressway before I get to the exit that will lead to my house, and I I pass by, like, this big truck. I kind of circle around it, and, like, I'm passing by, and I kind of hear, like, a pop. Or, like, it didn't register as a pop in the moment. It more so just sounded like a rock hit my car, which I didn't really think of. It kind of, like, scared me. I was like, what the fuck was that? But I was like, oh, something probably just hit my car. Like, you're on the highway. Like, there's big trucks, like I said. Like, Something hitting your car like that isn't out of the realm of possibility, and that's what it sounded like to me. So I was just like, whatever, I'll check it when I get out, but I'm sure, like, if there is a mark on my car, like, it's nothing. Like, who cares? And then I'm driving, and you know I'm driving, I'm driving fast, it's the highway. And I'm like, um, there's, like, this loud sound I'm hearing, and I'm thinking it's just, like, a loud car, like, near me, because, again, there's a lot of cars, it's rush hour, it's the highway, it's packed, and my car isn't a very loud car, so I was like, oh, there must be a loud car around me, but I was like, it sounds like it's my car, though, I'm like, that's so weird, like, what's going on, but I'm like, uh, must be a car around me. Then I keep hearing it, and then my tire pressure light comes on. Now, at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, maybe something happened with my tire, but whatever. I'm pretty much almost home. I'll check it out when I get home. I'm sure it's, like, nothing too crazy. And so I'm going, I'm going, but the tire pressure light's still on. Also, like, on my car, like, the tire pressure light comes on when the weather's, like, too cold. So I kind of think, like, maybe it's nothing, but I'm also like, uh, it might be something. Then I kind of look in my side mirror, and I notice there's smoke. A lot of smoke. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm seeing that on the back tire... On my passenger side, it's just smoke. Just a bunch of smoke coming out of it. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And so I'm kind of like freaking out because I'm like, I'm kind of almost home when I notice that my tire's smoking. Like, there's literally just two more exits and then it's the exit that would lead me to my house. Like, I would only be like five minutes away from my house at that point, if even. So I'm like, do I just, like, drive home? But then I'm kind of, like, freaking out because I'm like, it's smoking a lot. I, like, I honestly, I don't know shit. I'm like, is my car going to catch on fucking fire? I'm not trying to have my car on fire, like, on the highway. I'm, like, just thinking of every, like, possible scenario. And I'm like, I don't want to fuck up my car. Like, I got to pull over. 
But I'm like driving and there's just not really and like there's an area to pull over, obviously, but there's not really like a safe area. Like it's kind of like a small area to the side and then it's like the gate that like blocks off the highway from like people's homes and like a hill that leads to people's homes. And I'm just like, this fucking is crazy. Like, uh, but I gotta pull over. Like, I can't. And so I pull over and I'm like sitting there waiting and I'm trying to find the number for like Honda roadside assistance. But I also like called my dad to let him know to see if he could call AAA. But I'm like freaking out because I'm like at the Like, again, I'm not really in a safe place, like, to the side. Like, I wasn't able to. And there's just so many cars, like, zooming by. And I'm, like, sitting in my car. And, like, I just, like, I feel my car shaking from people just driving by. And I'm, like, freaking out. Because also, oh, my God, one of my coworkers told this story, like, earlier in the week when we went to lunch. And she was talking about how, because there's a lot of car accidents that happen, like, on the highways and just in general. And she was talking about how I think this car either it broke down or there was an accident and they had like pulled over and then somebody, I think the car had broken down because somebody pulled over to like help him and was like a good Samaritan. Like I just remember she would call the guy a good Samaritan. And then she was like, but then somebody ended up hitting the good Samaritan and this guy died. He died. He got hit by a car trying to help the other car on the highway. So I'm like thinking this. (laughs) Like, that's not, that's terrible, but I'm, like, thinking this when I'm in my car, and I'm, like, feeling my car shake from cars just zooming by, because it's, again, it's rush hour, and I'm just, like, freaking out. I'm, like, about to, like, fucking, like, cry. Like, I'm, like, I'm gonna get hit. Like, this is how I go. Like, there's a reason why I heard that story this week. Like, it was foreshadowing. Like, I'm freaking out. So, I'm, like, uh, before anything happens, I just need to get out of the car. So, I, like push my seat back and I like climb around my car to get out on the passenger side and I end up doing that I stand far as hell away from my car because I'm just like look you know if my car gets hit because you know that's the thing too you know if everybody could drive then me being on the side like that would be fine like is what it is like I probably still would have gotten out but I would have been wouldn't have been as worried Um, but people don't know how to drive. So, like, easily somebody could have just, like, veered over and, like, hit me. So, I'm just standing far away from my car. And I'm just like, look, you know, if something happens to my car, sucks. But rather that than me die. So, it's what it is. I noticed there's, like, a cop ways ahead of me. And I think it looked like the cop was going to try to get to me. But wasn't able to because there, there was, like, so much traffic. So, I was like gonna walk over and see if they could help because I was still trying to call my dad and he was like gonna come over to like and get the AAA but I was like don't because like you're not gonna be able to like get out and like they're it's just like crazy like just I just I don't know I my mind I was just like what the fuck do I do and so but I'm walking over to the cop and I'm was gonna see but then I start to kind of walk back because my dad had said he was gonna call AAA so I was like maybe not like whatever but then when I'm walking back I noticed that State Farm roadside assistance is pulling up and I'm like oh my god like a knight in shining armor please help me and so they go and they're like oh what happened I'm just like oh my car got a flat like my tire was like torn and you know I was trying to call somebody to tow it and they were just like, we can put a new tire. Like, do you have a spare? And I was just like, yeah, it should be in the trunk. 
So they're doing that. And like, well, it takes a minute because it's just, again, crazy because of the traffic. And here's my thing. You know, getting a flat tire sucks and like all that, but it is what it is. Like it happens when you have a car, like you get a flat tire, shit goes down, you got to get towed, you got to put a new one, like that happens. And I feel like if it was on the highway, but just at a different time, it wouldn't have been as like traumatic, but it's just because it was so busy. I was just freaking out internally the whole time about all these cars rushing by and like if they were to, like, hit me in the car, like, whatever. It was just a lot. Like, and it was just, just, like, really, I get through this whole week, finally, like, having a new job and driving to it and getting accustomed to getting back into, like, you know, office space and working in an office and all that. And, like, the drive is pretty far in general, but I made it through and I'm used to it and it's fine. And then, literally on the last leg, I get a flat fucking tire and almost pummeled by other cars during rush hour like what the fuck but anyways the guy was very nice from roadside assistance he put the new tire on and he had put cones too kind of like along the lines but i'm like i mean you know good to put a cone but like you know people are gonna be i i feel like cars speeding that quickly they're gonna get through the cone if they're gonna accidentally hit us so but whatever it was nice and so he did it fairly quickly. It went by fast for me. I don't know, like adrenaline. I had no concept of time, but they were able to do it. And he let me know. He was just like, you're all set. You just need to get a new tire ASAP and don't like go above 50 miles per hour because this is a very temporary tire. And I was like, thank you so much. I'll be sure to go very slow. And by that time, traffic had kind of died down and it was still very busy, though, and, like, but there was a lot less, and it was, like, closer to 7 o'clock now, and so I was able to get home. I just, it ruined my whole night, though. Like, I was really, like, scarred. Like, I don't know. Like, it was just bad. Like, I think because the coworker had said that story, I was just in my mind thinking it was going to happen the entire time. So, like, had maybe I not heard that story, I would have been fine, but... I don't know. It was just the worst. And then, but then the next day I just like got a new tire and it was like fine. So it's all good now. Um, I hope that doesn't happen again this week. I'm going to be just like extra careful to not go around trucks, I guess. And just like try to keep my distance from them. Cause you know, stuff falls out. Maybe, I don't know, maybe a nail. I think maybe a nail hit my tire. I don't know, but it got fucked. And look, I'm just grateful I ended up okay. And like, it was just one tire and it didn't like make me swerve or fuck with my car when I was driving. So, you know, there's blessings in all of this, I suppose. But it's still, it still, it just sucked. It was just an awful ending to an otherwise like good week. But whatever. Anyways, that's my um weekly trauma. Yeah, so I'm probably not going to be able to, because when I started this podcast, I wanted to do, like, multiple a week, but especially just given my work situation and all that, I probably will only be able to do one, which is fine. So I'll just, like, be recording on the weekends and try to release these on, like, Mondays, which, you know, you can start your week off and listen to me. Isn't that great? 
Anyways, so let's get on to the other topics. Enough about me. So as far as, like, pop culture, like, celebrity shit, not much has happened. Like, it's been more or less just more Kanye and Kim. And I said this last episode, like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm over it. Not talking about them. So I'm going to talk about a little bit Euphoria because there's a new episode on tonight and I'm pretty excited for it because it's Lexi's play and I just love a play element on a show and I feel like this is actually gonna be a good episode and I say actually because look I've enjoyed this season but I gotta say it's been a bit underwhelming in a lot of ways I was talking to my neighbor about this who's also my friend. I don't know why I just said neighbor, but, like, my friend. And we were talking about Euphoria, and we kind of were just saying, like, it's almost like so much has happened, but nothing has happened at the same time. And I agree. Like, the last episode, like, with the whole Maddie and, like, Nate and Cassie shit, it, I thought it was going to be so much better than it was. Like, there was barely any confrontation shown. It was slow. There was that weird shit with Nate and his mom. And then he, like, pulled a gun on Cassie to get the tape back of, like, his dad and Jules. And I'm like, this is fucking bleak and dark. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then Cassie ends up moving in with Nate at the end. And I'm like, this is just stupid. There were funny moments, I did think, with Cassie and, like, her mom and Lexi. Like, I, just, I love Lexi. And their mom is just funny. So there was those funny moments. But for the most part, it was just like, uh And, like, here's the thing. Like, I think Zendaya is an amazing actress. Like, I love her. But I'm just... I don't know if I can watch Rue anymore. It's just too much. Like, and it gets very, like, emotionally exhausting. I don't know. But it, it's just a lot. Like, I just need Rue to be sober and not relapse because it's just a lot watching all of that and it gets to a point where it's just like I don't know if I can watch this anymore like oh my gosh and I like I have to say like I think I've heard some criticism or like some reviews about the show glorifying drug use and all that and I gotta say I feel like it does quite the opposite like it's just traumatic and I can just say for me it doesn't make me want to do drugs it's just no um But anyways, and I just feel like, too, there's so much that could happen with these characters, but it's just not happening. Like, with Kat's character, her character I loved last season, and this season she's the worst. Now, I've read some things that I think she, like, got into an argument with the director, or I think that's who it was, about, like, the direction her character was taking, and it might have resulted in her having a more, like, secondary role this season. But her character just sucks. And, like, is so rude to her now ex-boyfriend, which I feel like last season, it's set up for us to, like, want to root for Kat and her boyfriend. And, like, we like their relationship. It seems so wholesome. And then this whole season, it's been terrible. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then, like, there was just a lot of stuff, too, in the trailer that... I feel like it was hinted at and, like, or made it look a lot more was going to happen. Like, Cassie yelling about her and Nate. Maddie potentially fighting Cassie. And, like, a bunch of other shit that, like, made it seem like a lot crazier things were going to happen. But then, like, you watch the season and it's just, like, in the people's imagination. Or, like, 
they're they want to do it but they don't or it's like flashbacks or like a scenario like this could have happened like I don't know it just it didn't end up happening and I don't know it's just again I like it but I'm just a bit underwhelmed and I kind of was like okay well if there's like 12 episodes there's still room like this could just be building up and there's room for more stuff to happen but I read and heard somewhere that it's only going to be eight episodes like the first season and we're already on episode seven and I'm like what the fuck what more is going to happen on like the final episode now I did read some a potential spoiler and I want to like just put that out there like don't listen if you don't want to hear anything or like be spoiled or whatever potentially if this is true but uh, allegedly you know there's supposed to be a shootout with like the police and like Fez and Ashtray and Fez and Ashtray are supposed to like die which I mean that's crazy and that's something happening but that's not something I would want to happen I like love Fez and again like we're supposed to give get like this Fez and Lexi like love story and I feel like they've barely touched on it like there's been some cute moments but like we've hardly got any of it or gotten any of it like it was just I don't know like they could have done so much more and now you're gonna potentially kill him off what the fuck but um I don't know that's wild if that does happen but I suppose like you know it's something crazy and something actually happening so I don't know we'll have to wait and see with that again I I am excited for this episode with Lexi's play you know we've been building up to that I saw some stills and it looks like she might be coming for Nate and Cassie in it and like Maddie enjoys it she has like a smirk and she's laughing about it so I'm excited for it um let's move on to some reality tv So Salt Lake City wasn't new this past week because of the Super Bowl, but tonight's going to be the finale. I gotta say, I don't know if I'm going to watch it live tonight. I might catch a little bit of it, but I've been exhausted by Salt Lake City, and they just released the reunion trailer, and I gotta say, it was pretty underwhelming. It's supposed to be three parts. There was no part in the trailer where I was, like, excited for it like there seems like there's some fights but it's just like bland like I I don't know what's about to go down like Mary didn't go and I wish she would have she probably would have spiced it up a little bit and made it more interesting because the trailer was not it it was lackluster maybe the reunion itself will be better but usually if a reunion trailer isn't that good the reunion itself isn't that good So, I remember the last time that happened, it was, like, the last Atlanta trailer, and it was not good at all. And so I was like, oh, maybe the actual reunion will be better. It wasn't. So, we'll see. Um, Again, the fashions were terrible, so there was that, and the set, it looked like they were just in a big ice castle, or I don't know. Underwhelming. But let's move on to Summer House. Now, this past episode of Summer House was so good and it touched on so many important topics and we really got to know Maya more and like see a lot of her struggle and that was nice and I'll get more into that in a little bit because first I just want to address this and then not talk about it again. Kyle and Amanda in their tragic story. Um, he didn't get her a gift for her 30th birthday party, which really, like, you couldn't get her anything, like, a card or, like, 
a card and just, like, something from Amazon. Like, I don't know. Like, because he, like, brings her flowers at one point, and she's just unimpressed, and it's just, you can tell they're over each other. Like, anything he does, she's just over. And then he's just trying, but not really trying. Like, again, he didn't get the gift, but he's, like, minorly trying, like, with flowers and, like, taking them out to dinner. But their conversations, like, always go bad, and she just always seems so annoyed, and, like, she doesn't want to be around him. Like, at the dinner, like, he took her to. She didn't even seem like she wanted to go when he asked. And then the dinner was just awkward, and she was talking about wanting a dog, and he was like, I know you want a dog because you don't feel connected to me, or, like, whatever. And it was just, like, the worst day ever. I'm like, how did these people get married? But I did see a sneak peek for next week, and I gotta say, I'm not, like, I think they're both at fault in a lot of ways, because... It's revealed kind of that Amanda isn't doing all the work for Loverboy that she should be doing. And at first I was like, oh, maybe Kyle's kind of being hard on her. Because I know she does, like, designs and, like, marketing and all that. So, But, like, is he trying to get her to do other things? But she even says in, like, her interview that, like, oh, it's stuff I know I'm supposed to do, but I don't want to hear about it. Because they also have to do, like, wedding invitations and all this other shit. And I'm like, you haven't set wedding invitations out yet? Like isn't your wedding in two months? Shouldn't you send the wedding invites, like, months before, I feel like? Like, at least more than two months. I don't know. That was wild. But, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like, I was thinking about it, and I just feel like there's a lot of resentment on both sides towards the other. Like, Amanda still has resentment towards him cheating years ago, and, I mean, that showed earlier in the season when she was mad about him staying up late. Or staying out late and not returning her phone calls. And, like, there's no trust. And there's just resentment. And then he resents her for not, like, working as hard on Loverboy, I guess, as she could or should. And, like, but her resentment is making her, I think, not want to work that hard on Loverboy. Like, she just doesn't even want to be around him or hear what he has to say. And there's just, like, a lot of resentment. And it's very toxic. And I hope they talk about it, at least, before they get married. I don't know. But, you know, again, the other big thing that happened this episode was Maya, and she was feeling, a, like, a lot out of place, like, with this group, like, being one of the two black people in a predominantly white space, she was just feeling so uncomfortable and feeling like she wasn't connecting with people, and she kept getting called the wrong name, like, there was a situation with Paige where she got Sierra and Maya confused. Andrea called Maya the wrong name. Amanda was like, I called Sierra Maya last night when they were like at the beach. And it was just like a lot of microaggressions. And, you know, she was confiding in Sierra at the beach about it. And Sierra, you know, she opens up and is talking about how last season it was really hard for her too because she was the only black person in a space with every when everyone else was pretty much white except for Danielle and so she often felt like uncomfortable and just like you know it was a at a time where there was like such a civil rights movement going on and she felt like a lot of the castmates either didn't get it or didn't talk about it and so she just felt uncomfortable and like she's thankful to have Maya and they like talk it out and they like have a cry session and then 
But then as the episode goes on, like, Maya just still feels that way. And, like, she cries at one point to Paige about it. And then when on Sunday, when they're about to leave, you know, and go back to the city for the week, Maya and Sierra sit everyone down and they start to talk about it and how it's hard for them in this house and how there's so much expectations for them and they just feel like uncomfortable in a lot of ways and it's just difficult being black and being in the Hamptons and being around like a bunch of white people like this and you know Maya brings up about to Andrea about him calling her the wrong name because she was very upset with Andrea because there was also a scene earlier where Andrea brought Sierra and Paige coffee but didn't bring Maya it now I feel like okay he probably didn't know she was, like, there in the bed with them, but also he could have, like, went down after he realized she was there and got her coffee and be like, I'll be right back and, like, get her some coffee. But he didn't. And then he, like, called her the wrong name at the beach and was kind of, like, a little rude. Like, I don't know. And so she, like, called him out for it. And, like, he was very receptive and apologized right away. And they, like, worked it out. And that was the thing also with everyone else. Everyone was just so receptive to what they were saying. They weren't defensive. They listened. They, like, asked questions or, like, gave, like, what they thought and, like, expressed feeling bad and, like, that they need to do better. And if a Kyle fucking came through and he was just like, look, if you feel uncomfortable, then I feel uncomfortable because we should be looking out for you. And it was just such, like, a great moment. And then, like... Paige was talking to them and being like, it's our job, it's our job to check on you guys. And then she starts to cry and then Sierra's crying and then they like all hug each other. And it's just such a great moment. And like a lot of people online were saying how it was such an amazing moment and like conversation about race and who would have thought this would have happened in Summer House, which has been like a frivolous show about friends going to like the Hamptons for the weekend. And, like, they did this conversation and had this conversation about race better than any other show. Everyone was so nice and receptive. And Sierra and Maya were able to express themselves. And Alex, even at one point, he, like, opens up about how at the 4th of July party, people kept thinking he was the help. And somebody was just like, oh, you're like Jackie Chan. And, like, saying some racist shit. And it was just, like crazy and then everyone was like I think Lindsay was like what the fuck people who did that and so everyone was just listening and being great and like it just seemed like an amazing moment and so happy that it happened and that Maya was had had a safe space to communicate her feelings as did Sierra to communicate feelings she's been having since last season and everyone was just so amazing about it and it was just awesome and I love the show um and I'm excited for next week um I don't even remember what the preview was I remember the sneak peek I talked about earlier with Kyle and Amanda but I forget the preview but whatever I'm sure it'll be good um oh yeah fuck I mean it's more Kyle and Amanda because I remember I guess Kyle told Danielle that the only thing he has in common with Amanda is lover boy and then Danielle tells Paige and Sierra, and they're like, what the fuck? So, hmm. you know, I really thought with Kyle and Amanda that it was just going to be the first episode thing that happened with them, and that maybe it won't be as bad, and the trailer made it seem worse. But no, it just gets kind of worse as the episodes progress. So that's fun. 
Um, let's move on to Jersey. So Jersey was really good this week. Again, this season has been really great since the first episode. They really, like, started, what's the saying? Like, they hit the ground running? I don't know. They started on fire, and they haven't dimmed their fire ever since. Um, that was lame. But, you know, there was the big Jackie versus Dolores thing that started at the end. But I do want to start off with, you know, Jackie opens up in the beginning more about her eating disorder. She's, like, on a date with Evan, and she has, like, this real moment where she's, like, crying and just really being, like, opening up and being like, you know my eating disorder, I felt like it was good. But then last year, it got worse again because of all the rumors that happened and like the cheating rumors and all that. And it just I felt it getting worse again. And now even it's not great. And like, even with this dinner, like I picked five o'clock because I knew I wouldn't eat because it was too early. And she's just, like, opening up, and then Evan's there for her, and he's just saying how, you know, even the kids are noticing. And she's like, what do you mean? And they're just like, they notice that you only eat salads, and you have the same meal every day. And then she starts crying because she's realizing that it's affecting the kids, and she just has this real moment where she's just like, I need to see a therapist. Like, this isn't good. I need help. And he's just there for her, and, like, I love them as a couple, and... I, I love that Jackie was opening up more about this because she's opened up in the past about it, but it's always seemed kind of like something like it's been a part of her past. Like, she struggles with it, but she's been, like, okay. And now she's just, like, admitting, like, no, like, I'm kind of in the thick of it and I need help. And it was just such a real emotional moment. And I felt so bad for her, but so thankful that she has someone like Evan by her side to be her partner and, like, help her through things. So that was really nice and sad. Um, what else happened this episode? There was a lot with the, like, Melania mad at Joe Gorga about what he said about her dad. And I don't know. Like, I don't really want to talk about that because I'm just like, I've already got a lot of that with Gia and, like, her argument with Joe Gorga. And, like, I get her being upset. And I'll just say this. I understand the kids wanting to, like, defend their dad and don't want to hear, like, them, like, Joe yell things at Teresa about their dad. But also, there's a reason why Joe is yelling those things. So, it's like, I, I see both sides. But I hope they're okay. Um, anyways, so, now there's a whole Marge and Jennifer thing. Because at the end, there's, like, this party that Jackie has and Jennifer really doesn't want to like show up like she's kind of nervous too and she doesn't know if Bill will go with her and earlier in the episode Jackie had called to check in on Jennifer and she was just like you know I'll go if Bill goes but if not then I probably won't like she just didn't want to be around the girls especially since the last time it was at Dolores's and she was just like crying the whole time and like she felt like everyone attacked her which that kind of did and so you know, in that phone call, though, Jackie does tell Jennifer, like, I feel like Dolores isn't really being your friend as much as she should. And Jennifer kind of agrees. And, you know, this is a moment kind of unexpected where Jackie's really having Jennifer's back. And Jennifer's kind of acknowledging that. And then, like, you know, Dolores is someone who used to have Jennifer's back or they've been closer than Jackie and Jennifer ever have been, I think. And so it's kind of building up to the 
argument that will happen at the end of the episode. But, you know, it cuts to the party, and Marge is there with, I think her name's Tracy, Tiki Barber's wife. I'm pretty sure Tracy. And, like, Melissa and Jackie and Dolores. And they're talking about Jen. And Marge is just, like, talking shit, being like, if she has any emotional intelligence, she'll apologize to me when she gets here. And I'm like, what the fuck is she gonna apologize to you for? You just outed her husband's affair on TV. Like, what the fuck? And Jackie's like, she's not gonna apologize to you. And Tracy's stepping up for Jennifer as well and being like, you know, Jennifer has a right to feel, like, attacked and sad because that's another thing with Marge. She's, like, complaining that Jennifer's crying even though she's 44 years old. How long is she allowed to cry about this? Like, it's not some bomb that I dropped on her. She knew about the affair. And Tracy is like, well, she seemed pretty shocked when you brought it up. And there is no limit on how long she can be sad for. Like, this is an emotional thing. And that th- that's the thing, too, with Marge. I'm kind of like, okay, Marge. Like, yes, if we were in, like, a normal setting and maybe you said it just to her in an argument, she could, like, dust it off and be like, oh, I I already knew about that. And, like, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. But the reason why it's affecting her so much is because it's on TV. Like, you said it on the show in front of the cameras. So now it's a storyline. And now the world will know about her husband having an affair. And she has to explain this to her kids. Like, it's layered. It's not as simple as you bringing up something she already knew about. So I didn't like how Marge was talking about that. And Marge was being very mean girl. Like, I get it. You don't like Jennifer. And you feel justified in bringing it up. And Jennifer has said awful things about you. But you brought it up. Like, don't, like, continue to, like, be cruel about it. Like, it is what it is. Just, like, be, like like cordial with her like you don't have to like be best friends but just like be cool like I don't know it was just weird I didn't like it Dolores is not standing up for Jennifer at all in this I will mention and so Jennifer eventually gets there she like greets a lot of the people not everyone like I don't think she greeted Melissa or like Marge or them but I think Tracy came up to her Jackie did and then Dolores did and Jennifer's talking to Dolores and she's basically saying like you know, I feel like you're more Marge's friend, and I was talking to Jackie, and Jackie was pretty much saying that you haven't been a good friend to me. And I'm like, wow, way to throw Jackie under the bus, like, two seconds after she had your back. Dolores is instantly annoyed, and is just like, I always have your back. I'm friends with both of you guys. Like, that's ridiculous. Jackie shouldn't be saying shit like that. And so, Jennifer calls Jackie over, or Jackie walks over, I kind of forget. And... Dolores is like, you said that I'm not her friend or I'm more Marge's friend. And she's like, yeah, I said that. I do think you're more Marge's friend. And she like owns up to it. And then Marge comes over and Dolores is like, aren't I friends with both of you? And then Marge instantly is just like, you're more my friend. You're more my friend. Like, it's just the truth. And Dolores is like, I I don't agree with that. And she's like, Jennifer, should I be there for you more? And Jennifer's like, yeah, I feel like you should be more. And then Dolores is like, okay, that's fine, but I don't need this saying that. And Jackie gets pissed at being called this because she, like, gestured to Jackie and was like, this. And Jackie's like, do not call me this. You will pay me more respect than that. And she's, like, pointing her finger, kind of telling Dolores off. And Dolores is like, well, I don't want to hear it right now. And da-da-da-da-da. 
And then Jackie's going in and Dolores is finally like, well, what are you going to do about it? And Dolores is like so, so short compared to Jackie. But she's like in kind of Jackie's face. But Jackie's not backing down. And they're like, what are you going to do about it? Like, da 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 And they're having to back and forth. People are trying to separate them before they like fight. And she's like, don't talk in my face like that. And then it cuts to to be continued. And we didn't get a preview for next week, which is so annoying. I'm over these to be continued. Now look. Andy had said on Watch What Happens Live that the to be continued kind of means like, oh, we're going to start at the scene we left off in. But people are just like, look, we know it's going to be continued because there's new episodes every week. Like, it's kind of unnecessary. And I feel like they've used to be continued. And then next week, it's not the same scene. Like, they don't cut to where they ended. I think they did that with Beverly Hills when Sutton, like, dropped the coat off at Crystal's and that started a whole fight. But, like, they did it to be continued, but then the next episode started and it was the next day. So, I don't know. I think it's stupid. And plus, we don't get a preview, so it's annoying. But, yeah, next week should probably be good. It'll probably be more of Jackie and Dolores arguing and I don't know anything else. But I'm sure, again, it'll be good because... Jersey has been great this season. So with that being said, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and listen on any platform that podcasts are available on. Follow me at Instagram at Back at you with Brandon, Twitter at Back at you Pod, and TikTok if you want at Back at you with Brandon. I need to upload more, but like, I don't know. I keep forgetting about TikTok. Talk to you guys next week. Bye!